Welcome to the Jannie and Angie Show with January Donovan and Angela Schneiders. We have a dream to rebuild our church and restore the tender love of Christ to every human heart. We believe in women's irreplaceable role in rebuilding our church, our culture, and our domestic church. As St. Catherine of Siena reminds us, be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. It is time to rise and reclaim souls for Christ. We must deepen our formation as women and prepare ourselves to lead the new evangelization. Our vision in the Women's School is to build our church one woman's formation at a time, and only then will we set the world on fire for Christ. What you're saying is, I'm recording it. What you're saying is that we are, um, I can take away uh, afterwards, but I, this is an important narrative. No, I just think that there's a crisis of lack of formation of maturity, but we are into a world that we're not ready for, like trying to force to grow up and we don't have the skills to handle it, but we are forced to deal with it. And so as a product, we're like swimming in big, huge waves, just drowning, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I just think that the word maturity is really what wholeness is. It's to mature into the next elevated woman version of ourselves or men. And right. without it, we really suffer. It's like, what if, if, what if, what if you were driven by your emotion, like a four-year-old? Well, I, I have that experience because, you know, with my backdrop, I never, um, I don't say never, but during that time period of growth, it was, it was this force. It's, yeah. it's literally like being transferred from that time period of, of, of being being the innocent child, shoved into a, to an adult world that you don't belong in. And so, and in, in putting me in that, it I was never given the reset. I was never given the permission to go back. And so, then at the age of 21, 22, and then older, I'm not understanding why I'm having the uh, reactions to the dance party mm-hmm. a four-year-old perspective why why am i being why am i so immature in my responses why am i like a five-year-old well because that's when you know i'm sure you've heard of this before people who who have become addicted to drugs they, their brain stops developing at the age that they started on drugs and i think it's the same thing with trauma it's like my brain in some ways stopped developing at the age of five no, I think that's what, exactly what happens with trauma is your, 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 your brain can't grow. You're hijacked. Mm-hmm. So you stay in, in that childlike, you know, emotional capacity or mental capacity and, but your physical body and your circumstances all growing. And so, yeah. And you're having I, to figure it out. Yeah. And, you're, and, and, you're, and, and when you're in put that position, especially with trauma, your, your cognitive, I call it a cognitive gate that cognitive gate gets hijacked yeah and because everything around you the people that you trust are telling you that what's happening to you is okay when it's not but the problem is is that you you're not old enough to be able to rectify it so mm-hmm. as you grow you do a lot of comparison not because of jealousy but because of okay i'm trying to feel normal what does this look like and so you start watching other people it's kind of the equivalent of when someone's fishing and they've never been fishing before and they don't want to admit they've never been fishing before. So they watch the other fishermen to see how they're, they're using their rod or reel. Mm-hmm. As long as a fisherman's good at it, then they can be good at it. But if the person really stinks at it, then that person's going to think that's what fishing will. And that's what you're getting 
through life. And Jenny, what the school has given me, oh my gosh, it's given me so much freedom, freedom that I didn't even think existed. You know, I really, I really bought into this idea that wholeness doesn't exist on this side of heaven. Yeah, people tell me that all the time. It's not possible to be that happy and to be that joyful. And I just think that it's a robbery, you know, as it was. Absolutely. You know, I think there's, there's heaven on earth, not in its fullness, obviously. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't design us to be in perpetual mortification. That's why he well, went on the cross. Yeah, and Jesus challenged me on that one. He said, Courtney, if that was the truth, then I wouldn't have healed both legs. And I'm like, what? And he's like, the lame man, he would have said, okay, this world stinks. And you can't have wholeness on this side of heaven. So I'm going to heal the right leg. But the left leg, you're going to have to drag that one. But hey, the right leg's healed. The blind man, he didn't heal him where he could see 20 feet in front of him. Yeah. It's like the Lord healed completely. So he's like, what makes you think I don't want to heal completely? But the thing that I love about what the school has given me, with what was robbed from me as a child... The school has given me that. It's given me the safe place to live and be and make mistakes. You know, um, I told a friend of mine, I said, please don't get me wrong, but what Ryan and January has done for me is they've they've made making mistakes fun. Like a child. <laughs> yeah, they made failure fun. And they're like, oh, you're not supposed to fail. I'm like, actually, you are. Just stay there. You're supposed to learn from it, get back up and run. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to learn from it. Right. And, and actually, so, each wisdom, you have to experience it. Right. And so you guys have made failure safe, safe for me. You've made mistakes safe for me. Mm. I think our Lord is designed right. it that way. We just sort of articulated the language to the struggle. And I want to go okay. back to that four-year-old conversation that we have, because I think, yeah. you know, child has, I think they have a natural innate um um, I, I would say capacity for justice. So I think, and that's a gift that the child brings. And, and so when there's an injustice, they're so heightened aware. And so if you notice a child, you've got three chips. I only have two. My kids all do that all the time. Wait, mom, she had yogurt and I didn't, you know, like, or she, and there's a sense of justice. And so, but that's a good thing. The justice is, is a good thing, but it's a disorder because it's based in comparison and competition. It's based on a lack Right? right. But think about that with women in comparison and competition when their growth was halted, then right. comparison and competition wasn't only now, you know, kind of like the narrative of our culture, it was halted. Yeah. You know, from a very young age. And now they never grew out of maturity because a mom's role is to say, well, you know, in this house, we don't compare, we only elevate and we compliment. And, you know, in life, there isn't really actually fair. Like I tell my kids, I'm like, life is not meant to be fair, sweetie. Some days you could have more, some days, and that's okay. And if you're not okay with that, you're going to suffer. Because I think that, you know, that's a mother's way to help their child mature into the fact that it's not supposed to be, we don't live in a socialist world where everybody gets, you know, five little food stamps each. But when we, when the mother itself is suffering lack of maturity, she cannot give what her child she cannot give to her child something she is has not, you know, possessed herself. And if she's suffering comparison competition from her neighbors and mm-hmm. whose body's great and who whatever, who's you know, yeah. Jones is, she doesn't have the capacity to actually 
see it in her child because it's like a four-year-old trying to teach a four-year-old emotional command through a tantrum. Uh, oh my gosh, the visual you give, that's perfect. And I would, and I would have to say, Jenny, it also goes back to, that also ties into the fear of mistake and failure. Because when you don't have the maturity, when you don't have the mental capacity to be able to um, find your peace, recognize that comparison isn't the way to be, they, it's collaboration and, and just having joy for the other person Mm-hmm. It makes you afraid to move forward. It makes you afraid of, of anything. And so I do appreciate the Lord's involved in all of this, clearly. Oh, but, he designed it so beautifully. Yeah. But, but, that's, but that is also the gift that you guys give. Even, yes, he designed it beautifully, but you and Ryan, you have that beautiful gifting of giving that to everyone. It's, yeah, but thank you, okay. my friend. It's a so truly it's a call. You. No, it's a truly yeah. a call. And I think if I didn't do it, I would be constipated and in pain. And I say that, sorry, that's a word that I've- oh, I just, I, I get beautiful visuals, so thank you. I'm thank so you. sorry that I've just really ruined your visual. But, but I think we all have constipated calls. Wait. That's causing us a lot of internal pain. It's true. But that's it's really what it is. It's that we have, we have every human heart was designed with a call and a mission. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we have not matured to receive a mission, then we are constantly frustrated because we cannot fulfill our very life's call, but because nobody's teaching us how, then we're so frustrated and we throw a tantrum like a child, like a four-year-old, because we have been held captive as a victim of our own emotion. This is why formation, I believe it unleashes our sanctity our capacity for spiritual receptivity and the lack thereof is exactly why we are not fully living our vocation or we think our vocation has to be an exchange of you know work-life balance it's a robbery it's like my child who was 16 wants a car because so he can have the freedom but he refuses Mm -hmm. to learn how to drive i'm not giving him a car and he's throwing a tantrum because he can't have a car and he's screaming and kicking i said i'm not giving you a car because you don't know how to drive oh and i was just that totally leads into what i was just thinking is you have the four-year-old mentality but you have an adult tantrum what does that look like well we have better words to use us for sure than what a four-year-old you know but also, I mean, alcoholism, drug addiction, workaholic. It, we have other ways of pres- coping. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, coping and presenting a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. That's, you're absolutely right. That becomes a temper tantrum of a child who has never tasted the level of freedom and maturity because, and I really honestly think, Courtney, that we have, there's such a lack of training in the way we raise adults that they all come from the lack of formation, you know, not they, they, they're suffering because they were never given the tools to, you know, and I, and, then, and then they're chastised for it. Yeah. And then, and then the world criticizes them for it. And that's where the, the terror of failure comes in. Yep. And now it's the child who's four year old who's being shamed is now in rage. Right. And, and can't, rebellion. Mm-hmm. can't express it. Because at four, how many words do they usually know how to speak at this point in time? Correct. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's, we're putting the puzzle pieces of a crisis that's much bigger because 
I think that identifying the language for the battle is in itself, I think, conquering part of the battle, right? Just to identify that you're going through X, Y, and Z because of that you are not in spiritual maturity is in itself so freeing because now you can source the crisis. And I think I talked about yesterday, I said sourcing the crisis is a form of maturity that if you do not learn it, you are going to victimize everyone else, including yourself. Because they create narratives. And what happens, I was talking to Maria on a podcast where, you know, it's easy to be like men are awful and dating is horrible because we can't say, you know, that one man that perhaps didn't treat me right, I didn't source the source of that crisis. Now I am mad at every guy that comes my way. Now I'm not only mad at the guy, I have missed the opportunity to contribute to that man. My capacity for generosity is halted because of my lack of skills. It's so you're lashing out now. You're actually, and it's not just contributing, but you're now, you're right. More harm and more damage, that compound effect of it, just that ripple effect. It's the negative ripple effect and it continues to destroy and you've become the very opposite of what God created us to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I think that it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the, the lack of maturity. And I think we're all swimming in it. And against it, because it's not like I had formation and training. This is why obviously we're doing the woman's school and it's a vicious cycle. Now we have, you know, couples that are getting married who have never been taught maturity, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and are are (laughs) joining in constant union of constipation. I don't know why I'm going to that word, (laughs) but it is. You might need it. You're right. I need to, but it really is. I, I, I mean to say it in a world where it's actually going to shock the person because that's well, what it is. And I, and I mean, I think you can, obviously that's perfect because, you know, I, in fact, one of my wonderful friends uh, from the strata, you know, from the strategist holding me accountable, she's like, when you get to confession, you're, you're spiritually backed up. Clogged. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to that, but you know what it is? It's the image that's like, Here's the thing. It's like, oh my gosh. But actually, you know, when we have the freedom, it is a, it releases our soul, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of conservation. And I just think that what's, what's holding us back is the tools to be able to actually have that freedom, to be fully healthy. And right? in, the middle of, in the middle of it, you're dealing with a lot of stuff. Muck <laughs> is what it is. It's, it's a lot of muck. It's a lot of but, but it also is very hopeful. You know, because I think that um, we can heal ourselves. We can mm-hmm. grow into maturity. But imagine a woman that's mature and the pillar that she's able to to be for so many men and women and families. Because yes. she's, yeah, because mm-hmm. she's a constant. She's a constant and it doesn't change. This is what I talked about yesterday. Some days are good, some days are bad. Our goal should be that it is a consistent reservoir. Right. And that takes a lot of formation to be a reservoir. But isn't it a beautiful thing to dream of? Isn't that what our lady is? It's not that's like she has spaces. And that's what I've become. And that's what I've become mm-hmm. with this. But given that gift. Yeah. And you know what, Courtney? It's 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 to suffer for what you love. And here's what I mean. You can suffer and still be generous and not depleted. That's the grace. Because we're not called to a life of constant, like, 
you know, emotional high. Joy is not this up and down. It's, it's meant to be consistent regardless of circumstantial. But what I mean by that is that you can suffer in joy and still contribute. What you're doing going through right now is going through the layers of pain of maturity. We all are, but at the same time, have the capacity to use it as a gift. And because your suffering itself is no longer a depletion, but it's actually life-giving. That's when the suffering becomes redemptive. Yes. So we talk about it intellectually, not incarnationally. Because we don't have the skill to actually incarnate the redemptive suffering. We think redemptive suffering is simply that I'm buckle up, suck it up, your mama, end of life, that's it. I'm like, do you know who God is? He actually is the God of laughter and joy and wonder. Look at the beautiful world. I look at Greece all the time because I want to go there. And I'm like, God created Greece. He's going to take me there. <laughs> I have an app of all these beautiful like adventures. Next women's school retreat. It's so beautiful. But how could we think that life is meant to be sack and yes, but not in our sack and ashes, not, not beautiful. Right. Well, and that's really the enemy just taking what was good and twisting it so horrendously. And one of the visuals I gave to one of my clients, because they were so focused on, well, I, they wanted to hold on to their suffering. And I said, why did you ask Jesus if that's the right suffering you're supposed to be holding on to? And she was like, well, what do you mean? I just offered it up to him. And I said, okay, let's go back to that for a minute. It's like the equivalent of having a, a, a stack of books, right? And that stack of books is covering your, your face so you can't see over it. Yeah. And the whole time you have a stack of books, you're like, well, I'm offering up to Jesus. This is my suffering I'm offering up. Well, the enemy is putting more books on top of the stack, laughing this butt off, and you don't even see it's there because you can't. You, you just keep. So when we suffer without really finding out, is this the suffer? Is, is this ours? And is this our bit redemptive? So yeah, I've, I've suffered from a lot, but it's been, it's been learning how to let go, having the permission to be healed from it, that now that suffering has turned into a passion from ashes to beauty, to walk women from their ashes into their beauty and to wholeness. That's why maturity, which is really the process, what you're going through, you are able to give more of you. Right? I think what you're going through is just a beautiful testimony of God's, um, just God's wonder in your fiat. You know, it, it's that little yes. And, and I, I just think that our lack of human information hinders our spiritual receptivity. So we can, you know, it's like praying the rosary every single day, but having a negative mindset. Because a, a mindset is a formation of the mind. And it's like I was uh, talking to um, Maria and I said, it's like, just, you know, we can, we can pray, 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 but never act. Mm -hmm. It's like going to the gym, praying in a vena while eating donuts and hoping that I'll be fit, looking at all the different equipments and not moving. Because somehow that translates that way. But, right? but I mean, that sounds like a silly thing. It is. But when you put, but we don't think about that in our own Formation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like God doesn't, we are here to actually co, um, co-create with God. 
And sometimes that's one of those things that, you know, like it is not taking over God. It's actually working with God. And it's, it's allowing God to create through us. Yeah. Yes. Actually even more beautiful because of our fiat. It's actually a fiat to say, no, I, you know, I am. And the beautiful thing about it, it's like, it's not like a God needs us to create, you know, it's like my son, he's really into making eggs right now. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, it would be a lot easier and quicker if I just made it, it'd be less messy. But the fact that he's so into it and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm giving him permission to do that, even though, it's a lot easier if I do it and probably quicker and tastier, but because it's who is becoming. See, yeah, but see what God, that's what God does. It's like, he gives us the capacity to co-create. Yes, yes, I get you now. Uh Yes, but it's not because it helps him. I mean, he doesn't need anything from us. It helps us. I mean- In fact, if he did it, it'd be a lot neater. Yes. It would be, right, I got you But he would rob us as mothers. This is why when I talk about formation of a child, one of the biggest robberies we have for our child is to do for our child mm-hmm. what they might be capable of doing for themselves. But like, think about that with co-creating with God. Just, you know, the, 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 the genius of our Lord and the way he's designed woman and human and family. Yeah. You know, and my son can fail. And do I love him any less? No, I actually, I love it. Mm-hmm. Because it's in the process that he's learning, you know, but, and that's why I think that, you know, formation is, is what unlocks our sanctity. Mm-hmm. And lack thereof is precisely what's holding us back from being an army towards our Lord. And the formation is what helps us to embrace the passion, to embrace the, pop, the purpose that God has given us. Yep. To okay. suffer for what we love. Right. I, if, if I didn't have this, so this is why the Lord didn't give me my purpose understanding of my purpose until I got to this point because if he had I would have run as far away from it as possible because it would have been you mean I have to embrace what happened to me for that you mean I have to find the I have to find the gift in fact one of the lessons I can't remember which one um, you had said find your gift and your trauma and that day I said I refuse to find the gift of my trafficking because there's no gift in it and the Lord's like, we're going to talk about this. I'm like, you can talk about this. What? I've already made the decision. Dang it. Um, and of course, as I continue to work with, this is why you need a strategist. This is why you need to have a coach. Working with Maria and now she's continuing with the course. I found the redemptive gift of my trafficking. And I get to do things that I never thought was possible to be able to help others. And the Lord's going to use that. He, he's going to use that. And I love how you said through creation because he's creating through me this healing for millions of women. And he's, and he can do it himself. But here's the other thing I've noticed too. Like if I, like example, if I end up doing cooking dinner when my children know how to cook dinner and yes, they blow up the kitchen and then they clean it up afterwards. Um, yeah, we told, I had the, I had my oldest watch one of your videos of teaching your children how to have a trash bucket and clean up as you go. And he was like, why am I watching this? I said, because I'm telling you, I'm not the only person who says this. Look, it's like, this is the way to do it. And so now the, the only way to do it, you all have into a trash bowl. I'm like a trash bowl. Um, was it called police? Well, what's hysterical is that um, the beauty of it is, is that once my oldest got it, the younger two followed, mm-hmm. but they've actually 
done a better job of it. But I recognize not only could we do an easier job as a, as a mother, but the other thing of it is because they haven't seen how difficult it is, their gratitude is non-existent. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely, you can't teach gratitude. They have to experience it. You're absolutely right. And I think that's even, you know, just a conversation in itself. So um, I'm actually going to, I'm going to wrap up at two o'clock, but I am going. Uh-oh. You froze. I think you got, I think we got disconnected. Yeah. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. We would love to hear from you. Please write us at info at com. We would love to hear your comments and questions. And to learn more about our work at The Woman's School, please visit our website, thewomanschool.org. Finally, we encourage you to take the wholeness quiz, which you will find on our website, thewomanschool.org. Because as St. Edith Shine taught us, as a woman becomes whole, she becomes a pillar on which others can lean to be made whole. Thank you, ladies. Until next time, let us rise and together rebuild our church.